Thank you, Lord. Father, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable, beneficial, advantageous, so that we might know what's right, what's not right, how to get right, and how to stay right, that we might be in the perfect place of God. So, Father, we thank you for this life that we're going to have today, Father. We, I ask, Lord, that you anoint it. My words, Lord, that they are received, and I'm going to be sure to give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen, amen. amen. God bless you. No better place I'd rather be than in the house of the Lord on the first Sunday of the year. Amen. I just believe how we start. If we get a good start, we'll have a good finish. Amen. If you're taking notes, I've entitled this, No Shirt, No Shoes, No Service. <laughs> Dressing for the Occasion. I just believe starting off the new year, we all learn how to dress right. Spiritually, emotionally, socially, the whole enchilada. Amen. If you're going to a wedding and you want to dress for it, you have to find out if it's a day wedding or an evening wedding. Am I right, ladies? So you dress for the occasion. If you're going to a funeral, it does, uh, you dress for that funeral. If you're going to a dinner party, is it casual, semi-formal, or formal? Amen? If you're going for a job interview, I'm going to combine these two. If you're going out on a date... Are you going for a job interview? There's five things you need to look at. Your hair, your teeth, are you shaven, if you're a man, how you are dressed, and your shoes. Does everybody understand that? We've had people call on our church to come here to try to sell us stuff, and I'm reminded of a young lady that came halfway dressed with flip-flops on and tried to sell us something. Well, bless her heart, she didn't have a chance. Amen. She wasn't dressed for the occasion. She wasn't dressed right. You understand what I'm talking about? Our dress is important. Office attire, how you dress for your office. Amen. There's a way that we should dress when we have our office. Weather conditions. We dress for weather conditions. I was blessed to play golf yesterday. When I got up, it was 42. I put on long handles, a pair of pants, a pair of rain pants, a golf shirt, a sweater, and a rain jacket. And I teed off at 8.30. By number 14, I took off everything and I had a golf shirt on. That was it. But, but I did dress for the occasion. Everybody understand what I mean? The activity that you're going to determines your dress. Zig Ziglar made this statement. You cannot climb the ladder of success dressed in the costume of failure. Now, this is my quote. If you want to write this down and say, Pastor Jack said this. The best thing one can do for his future is to dress for it. The best thing we can do for our future is to dress for it. Amen. Over your Bibles, if you will. This is how I got to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 starts off, it tells children how they should act towards their parents so that they would have a long life. It talks about how fathers should uh, bless their children and not provoke them. 
It says how servants should be obedient to their masters. And then it tells the masters how they are to act towards their servants. And finally, it says, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. And here's how we dress. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. God's even telling us how we are to dress. And he's saying, put on the total armor, all the armor. How much of armor is all? He's saying, don't leave anything out. The armor of God protects you from the back and it protects you from the front. And Paul is saying, put on the whole armor. Paul talks a lot about armor and armies and fighting. So he understands the armor of God. Amen. He said, for we've wrestled not against flesh and blood. Our battles in the earth are not against people. Our battle is against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Who are these principalities? Well, they're fallen angels. They're demons. They have to have a host. Does everybody understand that? The devil, he's not uh, physical that we can see him. And so he has to use people. And so our battles are against the spiritual wickedness and forces that are in the world today. It's not that person who you think is the devil. Amen. No, it's the devil inside of them. And so God is telling us that we need to dress. We need to begin our day. He starts off by saying children act this way. Fathers act this way. Servants act this way. uh, Owners, masters act this way. Finally, brethren put on the whole armor of God. So we put on the whole armor of God after we have as children obey our parents. Are you seeing in today's world how children are not obedient to parents? Do you know that, that uh, Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 3 in the last days perilous times will come and it will say that children will be disobedient to their parents? Man will be lovers of, of his self, disobedient, boastful, prideful, and good will be called evil, and evil will be called good. So, so we, need, we need to dress up, church. Amen. We need to dress up. And we need to put on the whole armor of God. But we have to find out what that whole armor is. Now, in the physical, there are things that we can wear. But this is talking about in the spirit realm, the things that we are to put on. It says the first thing in verse 14, it says, have your loins girded with truth. With truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The greatest attack of Satan is to pervert the truth. Does everybody understand that? God said to Adam and Eve, don't eat it, don't touch it, don't look at it, don't admire it, get away from it. The truth. Satan came and said, is that the truth? And she said, you betcha. And then Satan says, he didn't mean that, darling. He didn't mean that you would die if you ate that. See, the devil is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so what he's doing back there, he's still doing today. So while we put on the armor, the truth is we put it on because we know the truth and the truth sets us free. So God spoke a truth. Satan came, who is the father of lies, and he came and took the truth and perverted it and told her, God's word does not mean what it says. And he's been doing that all throughout history. They're doing it today. People are saying that sin is no longer sin. 
We now have parades about sin. It's still sin, folks. God has not changed. I, I love it. He don't change. Amen. And so we have the truth. 14 says, having your loins girded with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Pastor, how do I do that? Well, recognize who you are. The Bible says you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't feel like it. Well, I don't care. The Bible says because of everything that Jesus Christ did, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And when, when God looks down at us and we repent and we ask for forgiveness, all he sees is Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So see, I'm dressing up. I'm, I'm, I'm putting on the truth and I'm putting on righteousness. 15, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Walking in peace. Does anybody have to pray for peace? Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, it's available to us. It said, the Bible says, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. The peace of God. You pray that over a situation that's, that's disruptive or is bumpy. And you just say, peace. Jesus in the boat. The disciples in the midst of a storm, they came to him and they said, don't you care that we die? And it says he stood up and he took his finger and he pointed at it and he said, peace, be still. You know, we can do that. You have a finger? Everybody hold up a finger. Point it and just say, peace. Your situation, whatever you're dealing with or whatever you're going through, just say, peace, be still in Jesus' name. See, we put that on. It doesn't just happen. We put that on. Hey, I'm, I, let me tell you something. Uh, before I go out, I, I pray over old Jack. Uh, especially when I play golf. Because I, if I ever get angry at anything, it's golf. And uh, I have to pray before I go. And I'm saying, you know, it, I'm not going to be like that in 2019. I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be peaceful. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to call myself names. I'm going to enjoy the day. I have to, I have to pray, folks. And I, I've been out twice and it works. I'm telling you, God's word works, but I got to put it on. Did you see what I did? I put it on every morning before I go out. Well, I do it every day anyway, but especially when I'm going to play golf. I dress for golf and then I put on the whole armor. Come on now. Come on now. I need that peace. Amen. And above all, taking the shield of faith. How many know faith pleases God? For without faith, it's impossible to please God. God is looking for us. He wants us to use our faith. Not just to believe what the doctor said. Not just to believe what the economy says. Not just what fake news says. He said, I want you to use your faith. Well, we, we attach our faith to the truth of God's word. Amen. God's word said, I'll live and not die and declare the glory of God. That's the truth, Bubba. Well, but I heard the doctor. I don't care what the doctor said. Jesus said, I'll live and not die, declare the glory of God. By his stripes, I am healed. Amen. I'm the head, not the tail above and not beneath. Come on now. That's who I am. I'm going to confess that because that's faith. I believe it. I believe it. I've shared this. Mary Jean and I got a hold of tithing when we didn't know how to spell tithing. That's how new we were. But we just said, you know, the Bible talks about tithing. And so we started off tithing. We couldn't afford to tithe. Have you ever been there? 
I wasn't making it on 100%. How am I going to make it if I give 10 to the Lord? But you know, God does something with that 90%. Doesn't he? How many know he does something with that 90%? He, 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 it's like he sticks a, an air a pumper upper into it. And he goes, whoo, 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 whoo. Come on now. And all of a sudden that 90, that, that's, that's 120. Amen. Amen? It, just, it just happens. Amen? God's word works. The Old Testament said he sent his word out and it did not return to him void. Just think about that. Every time you speak the word of God, it ain't coming back void. It's not coming back empty. If you speak it in faith, something's happening. You speak it over a situation. Maybe it's not a good situation. And you speak faith over that and you say in Jesus name. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore because it's not going to return to you. And if it does, it ain't void. God's going to do what God said he's going to do. He said, speak to this mountain. That takes a lot of faith. There's a mountain, speak to it and say, mountain, in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you to be picked up and removed and cast into the sea. And then he says, and Jack, if if you don't doubt, then whatsoever things you sayeth. Boy, there's power in saith. So whatsoever thing you saith shall come to pass. Come on now. Boy, we got a lot of power, amen? And we use our faith. We have to use our faith. And take the helmet of salvation. Thank you, Father, for salvation. Thank you, Father, for salvation. Thank you, Father. I'm saved. I ain't lost. I'm saved in Jesus' name. Let the weak say they are strong. Hallelujah. Oh, salvation is good. That's why we want to let other people know about salvation. Take you out of the dark and put you in the light. Take you out of the dumps, put you in a palace. Amen. Being saved puts you into the kingdom of God where he puts his hands on you. He hugs on you. He caresses you because you're his. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm saved. If you're here today and you ain't saved, you're going to get saved. Come on now. How can I do that, Pat? You just ask God to come in and be your Lord. It's that simple. Come on, Lord. I need you. I need you, Lord. And he says, yeah, I need you too. The Bible says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Does everybody understand that? Let me add to that. A lot of people believe that. I had a lady tell me one time that when she was 14, she went down to an altar and cried and wept and received Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. She was now in her 40s and had never been to church except for a funeral or a wedding. And uh, she got upset with us uh, because I had an a, a insurance office at that time and I had a group of men that would come early on a morning and we would pray and, and worship God. There was about 10 or 12 of us. And we'd start at six and we'd still be there. I remember one morning, it was like almost nine o'clock and there were men out uh, in the spirit laying on the floor. We just had a, just a, a time with the Lord and she came in. So I told him, you need to get up so I can sell some insurance. And so uh, after a few minutes, she said, can I talk to you? And I said, well, sure. And she said, uh, I'm a Christian. I said, great. She said, and she told me, she said, I was 14. I went down in that little old church and I got saved. I said, way to go, Barbara. But she said, you embarrass me. You make me feel like I'm not a Christian. 
I said, well, I'm sorry. I, don't, I never meant to do that. Anyway, it started her thinking. And so she, uh, she, her daughter wanted to get married. She couldn't find a church to marry them because they didn't go to church. But she finally found a church that would marry her daughter. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, they went and the pastor started talking to them. Husband and wife both got radically saved. He became a deacon and they drove about 25 miles every Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night to go to that little Baptist church. Hallelujah. What I'm saying is this. Salvation without a change is not salvation. When you consider that salvation means that the Spirit of God the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead comes on the inside of you. Bubba, you got to change. There's got to be a change. One of the big thing is that we repent from our sins. Amen? The spirit of God lets me know that ain't right. And I say, Lord, forgive me for I've sinned. Amen? I don't know who that's for, but just to say, you know, and, and, well, do you believe in Jesus? Oh, I believe in Jesus. Has there been a change in your life? Are you changed? Is that old man still alive? You just, you just say you believe in Jesus? Am I making sense to anybody? Yes. When we, we consider the same God that created the universe created us and put his spirit inside of us. Spirit of God. The God that says, speak of things as be not as though they were. When someone can look at cancer's report and speak healing in Jesus' name. Spirit of God in us. Speak healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we put on our salvation. We thank God for the salvation. Amen. Praying. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. In the spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, thank you for praying in the spirit. Well, pastor, I don't know what I'm praying. Well, hello, nobody else does either. It says I, we're, 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 not, we're unknowledgeable to what we are praying. But when we pray over a situation in faith, you have a situation and you pray in your knowledge. You, don't, you, you pray over a situation and you pray what your brain can, can uh, do. And, and, and then when you get through, you say, okay, okay. Whoa. Now, when, when you get through with that, Bubba, you are floating. Aren't you? Whoa, man, I get up from there and I'm going, oh, hallelujah. Because see, now I know that I have prayed in the spirit, the perfect prayer. And that prayer is going to connect with what's already been done in heaven. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth God. God likes it. Prophesying edifies God. It puffs us up. Not, not, not that way, but when we speak uh, in, in tongues, it, it does something to you. Come on now. Amen. 
Paul said, I pray in tongues more than all of you. And he wrote two thirds of the New Testament. Praying in tongues puts you in contact with the spirit of God. And you might not even know it. You might be praying over a situation and don't understand a thing and go out and get in your car and God directs your steps. Come on now. You might be going, you might be going into a situation this next week. And you don't know how that situation is going to turn out. Come on now. Is anybody here this morning, you got a situation next week you're getting ready to go into? Thank you, Sam. Amen. You got it? You got it? You got it? Come on now. Don't be bashful. You got something you're going into? Take some time. See, the Bible says God's already been before you. He goes before you as a consuming fire. So if I can pray to God about something that's going to happen next Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can pray in the spirit. Oh, Jesus. And then, and then when you go into that situation, the Bible says, you don't even have to worry about what you're going to say, because I'm going to tell you what to say when you get there. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You go before us as a consuming fire. See, God works everything from the future all the way back to the past. He doesn't just start. He's bigger than that. He's already at the end. Hallelujah. We can pray in tongues. Amen. Praying. Supplicating. Praying for other people. I just think this is a good way to start off the year. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God. Dressing for the occasion. Amen. Does that make sense to everybody? And so I dress by, if I'm a child, I honor my mother and my father that my days might be long in the earth. Fathers, don't agitate your kids. I've been accused of doing that to my kids when they were young. I I just having fun with them. I wasn't agitating them. When our kids were very little, very, very little, they like to go out and eat. We're out one day and the mother told them, we're going to go out and eat. And they said, Daddy, where are we going to go eat? And I said, we're going to go to this new place. It's called Pijonis. Oh, good, Daddy. We're going to go. They're they're hitting each other, three in the back seat. Oh, we're going to go out and eat. I pulled into our driveway. I said, here we are at Pijonis. I'm just playing with them, right? But, should, <laughs> but fathers, yeah, don't aspirate. Are you okay, Jack? Did you grow up okay? <laughs> Jack turned out okay. <laughs> Michael and our son Michael's here this morning. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The Bible gives us instructions on how to live. He said, when when I come in and dwell in you, I want to show you that Jesus said, I came that you might have life and fullness of life. The old rooster, he comes to kill, to steal and to destroy. But I have come, he says, to give you life. And how does he give us life? He gives it through his word. Isn't that awesome? Thank you, Lord. I'm excited about the new year, folks. I'm not expecting things from last year. Any hindrances from last year, stick a fork in them. Hey, come on now. We're we're, we're gonna step out this year. We're gonna step out, we're gonna step over, and we're gonna step into this place that God has for us. Amen.
Thank you, Lord.